Hi, this is Slomo Ben David, and welcome to this week's episode of Ruminations from Pardes. And this week, it's Rumination 20. When the Bible becomes theology, the tabernacle a mere picture, and works the antithesis of faith, then the ethereal will replace the real. Thus, empty religion is lacking in real faith. There is a real danger that study and contemplation can reduce the scriptures to mere theological positions and intellectual pursuit. When that happens, men and women that lead tend to emphasize the invisible nature of things at the expense of the practical. Such leaders invariably create theological constructs to justify a lack of righteous living in themselves and their followers. The danger is something we should all be wary of. Bringing holiness into our daily lives is one way to combat this intellectual religion, whereby every thought is sanctified by the holy deeds and simple obedience. If you obey the voice of Hashem your God to keep His commandments and His statutes, which are written in this book of the Torah, and if you turn to Hashem your God with all your heart, with all your soul, for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Deuteronomy thirty ten through fourteen. Think about it, say it, then do it. And I have a few comments of my own to add. That this rumination is probably one of the more mystical ruminations, aside from maybe one or two others that I can recall. But it's important to have a dichotomy between the word ethereal and anthropomorphism, which is commonly used in Kabbalah. It is true that the study of Kabbalah brings a deeper meaning to faith, but I also stress that we cannot have the physical without the spiritual, and we cannot have the spiritual without the physical. Both are interconnected very deeply. To study both is to bring things into proper balance and perspective. So, there is a real, also a real danger that one could be emphasized too much over the other. For as Shlomo HaMelech, may, he's, may he be blessed, said in Proverbs 11 verse 1, a false balance is toiva or detestable to Adonai, but a just weight is his delight. Hello. Welcome to an installment of Ruminations study on the Parsha. This week we're in Parsha Tetzaveh, and we are headed into Parsha, Parsha Zakor for this coming Shabbat as well. And after that, Purim. So we are here, and it's amazing. So as Shlomo ben David, may you live and be well and be granted before Shlema, brought down about not being too mystical and out of balance uh it's so much so that one would forget 
to actually bring things down into the practical matters. I wanted to start with a passage from the Hasidic Insights from the Kehot Humash from Parashat Korah. And this is in Bamidbar, chapter 16, and specifically verse 1, which may be a little different if you have an English Bible. So just a heads up when you're in Parashat Korah, some of the sections do not match up with the actual Humash. But I digress. The reason why I wanted to bring up Korach is because anytime you want to think about being so mystical but not bringing things down into a practical, Korach is your best example. And so the insight says the three letters of Korach are similar to the letter He. And it says, but they, but each in a slightly different way. The He is composed of three strokes, one to the right, another on top, and a shorter word on the left that is disconnected from the other two. And the first letter of Korach, which is the letter Kuf, also called Kof, the left stroke is drawn further down. So if you look at the left side of the letter He, normally it's like this little short, it almost looks like a Yud. And some ways that you could actually describe the letter He is a smaller U on the bottom left overarched by a letter Dalit. So the letter He would be composed of two Hebrew letters, the U and the Dalit, which makes the word Yad, which is hand. So just wanted to share that as well. But it, instead of having that little stroke on the left, if you draw it all the way down past the line, because on a Torah scroll, there's a there's a line that you use, you score it with a thorn, and this gives you the way to align all of the Pesukim of the parsha, the Parshiot in the Torah. So when you draw the letter Kuf, you bring it on further down. So it descends lower than any other letter in the Alephet. So that's the letter Kuf. And this is the left side, the left stroke. And it says, this continues past the bottom line. In the second letter of Korach, you have the letter Resh. There is no stroke on the left at all. In the third letter of Korach, you have the letter Het. And the left stroke is equal to the other two, leaving no space between it and the top. So these three deviations from the letter He in the name Korach are a reflection of his mistakes. As explained in the overview, Korach did not appreciate the proper balance and synthesis that is supposed to exist between the physical and the spiritual. This balance and synthesis is alluded to by the form of the head. So if you really want to know how to live a balanced and proper life, true devotion to Hashem is seen in the letter head. And the sages tell us that this world was created with the letter head, and the world to come was created with the letter Yud. And so if you could really see what is going on here, like it's a it's amazing that if you really want to express the fullness of this world, the letter head is the best example. And notice how we mentioned just before I mentioned that the letter head also is the letter yod, which means you have to bring it down to your hands. What are your hands doing in this world with all this mystical learning and spirituality. What are your hands doing with it? 
I was speaking to a friend of mine this week, and we were talking about the fact that you get into the Torah, you get into the Mitzvot, you get into uh, all of the things that you study and learn and pray about, and it's like, it's so deep, it's so vast, it's so mind-blowing, it just draws your soul, you know, to the highest heights. And then you have to close the book, you have to go to work, or you have to go take out the trash, or you have to go fold clothes, you have to go do chores, you have to go hang out with your family, you have to go hang out with your friends, you know, be a responsible person, you know, in your community, you know, and things like that. And it's just like, you are to bring all of these things down into your practical living, your practical existence. So as you're folding clothes, your mind is just wondering and you're taking this energy all into everything that you're doing and you're helping your family you're helping your children you know you're helping your wife you're helping like you know i know it, it, the particular order should be that the husband helps his wife then helps his children you know so on and so forth but i'm just bringing all of this information out in no particular order even though you do have to prioritize you need to start with your home which is your wife you know if you're a man and then you expand to your children, you expand to your extended family members and out from there all the way into your community and to the whole entire world. And this is how we really affect world change is when we start with ourselves and then expand the scope in the proper way. We also see this in the way that the encampment is in as we were in the wilderness, we had the, the Holy of Holies, we had the Holy Place, and then we had the courtyard and then we had outside the courtyard then we had the camp of the Shekinah we had the camp of the Levi'in we had a space between um, that camp into the rest of the camps and then we had space outside of those camps to the the Ananei Kavod the clouds of glory that were around us and then out from there and so this is how the light shone forth into the world it just kept expanding 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 out so with all that being said there's a proper balance and there's there there's things that you're supposed to actually do to bring down all this spirituality and this physicality and also i want to mention that when we're looking at one of the greatest mitzvot i mean i mean all the mitzvot are great and the reason why i'm saying great greatest is because when we look at the mitzvah of the Kohen Hagadol on Yom Kippur, we would think, oh my gosh, like this is the holiest day, the holiest man going to the holiest space at the holiest time, you know, like all of these like top of the chart opportunities and moments and just appointed time and space and everything like that, like in soul, space, soul, time, uh, Hashemness and all of that like the pinnacle we would think is going into the holy of holies for yom kippur but that's not it the goal is to bring all that down and bring it back into the home and then spread it out to all of israel that's why there was such a great procession which if you have the midrash says for sefer uh, sefer vayikra which is uh the book of leviticus if you have the Midrash says that volume and go to the Torah portion that speaks about the Yom Kippur service, which is Parasha Acharimot, when you look at that Torah portion and study about all of the things with the Kohen Hagadol and the Yom Kippur procession, 
like there's a procession to bring the Cohen back to his home and there's big uh, festivity and celebration and rejoicing because the Cohen has been away from his wife since the third of Tishrei. It's been a whole seven days and this is like an eighth day event. And we know the symbolism of seven being physicality and then eight is spirituality. And so we see the seven going into the eight and how all of that is connected to Yom Kippur, even though this is happening on the 10th of Tishrei, because on the third of Tishrei, he left his home to go and prepare for the service. And then at the conclusion of the 10th of Tishrei, it is now the 11th of Tishrei. And so now it's like, all right, it's been a whole eight days. Like, let's get back to family. He's to bring all of that holiness of these past seven days into this eighth day and bring it into his home. And so it's like, it's so important that we take all of our spirituality or we take all of our physicality and we unite these two, we synthesize them. And we are to bring the physical into the spiritual and the spiritual into the physical. And this is the connection that we see with Hashem brought forth the heavens and the earth. So they're they're always connected and Bezrat Hashem, they stay connected through the things that we as Yisrael do to bring Hashemness into all of creation to make this place the lowest of the worlds, the world of action, the world of hands, to make this place a dwelling for Hashem.